Hello and welcome back to Declassified Cheat Codes podcast, your source for the newest news in gaming. Uh, I am your host, one of your hosts, Hillhouse. And I'm Josiah. And uh, we are ready to bring it, man. We are ready to bring you the newest news in gaming. Some stuff that you probably didn't know. So, yeah, <laughs> you heard it here first. The funny part is this week, um, it's probably going to be a lot of stuff you do know because we were going to go in depth on our, it's not really theories, but like just hypotheticals of what could happen in the next year or coming years from the effects of basically the entire country slash world shutdown <laughs> due yeah. to the coronavirus. Yeah, exactly. And I was, I didn't actually tell you this yet. Uh, Mike, but um, I was thinking if everything gets canceled, our news is going to be super boring because every week it's going to be so more stuff got delayed, so more stuff got delayed, so more stuff got canceled. Oh, and at some it. point, I, I didn't even realize that people who make a living off of reviewing stuff are probably going to get hurt the most. Like people who do movie reviews as their career, mm -hmm. like if there's no movies being released, what are they going to review? Um, same, same thing with game analysis. Like if you're here to talk about new games and you just review games every week, um, if there's nothing coming out, like what are you going to do? You're just going to talk about old games. Like everyone will adapt. Like of course, if there are new, new games coming out, our show will probably turn into us talking about old shit. But um, <laughs> the, the, it just really occurred to me where I was like, I don't know much news this week. And then I realized that I didn't have much news this week because every time I saw that something was delayed or canceled, I was uh, just putting that into another pile in my brain where I was like, OK, that's just coronavirus related stuff. I don't give a shit about that. And at the same time, it's like, hold on. That's like most of the news is just stuff getting delayed. <laughs> But, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's really depressing to think about, but at the same time, I think we have to realize just how serious all this stuff is. And um, I don't know. Before we get really deep into the conversation about the coronavirus effect on, I guess, gaming media, is, let's just go over some quick news, a little bit more lighthearted stuff, because... I guess the other thing that I wanted to say was that I don't want our show to constantly be talking about the coronavirus. So I guess if you don't want to hear about it, just skip this episode. <laughs> if you're listening to this <laughs> in the future, because I'd really not like to talk about it later on that much. I don't want to be like, I want to be like the podcast that people can listen to, to not hear about the coronavirus, because I feel like we're hearing about that in every single form of media yeah. And it's really hard to look anywhere and not see it. And to me, that's just a, a real big bummer in a sense where sometimes I like to smile every now and then. So um, apologies if you don't want to hear about the coronavirus anymore. But this is us, I guess, getting it out of our system for the most part. And, you know, we'll probably mention it in passing later because, you know, there's no way we can completely avoid it. But this is the most that I really want to talk about it, you know in a long-term format. <laughs> um, yeah, but let me get onto the news real quick. So let me roll that music real fast. Um, let's do the news first, and then we can talk about what we played since I'm skipping that. There's 
Well, uh, I know you want to get to the news, but um, fuck you. I want to talk about something that I played today and uh, the last couple of days. So your news can just you just fold that shit up and put it in your back pocket. And we're going to talk about me now. All right. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I played, uh, there's, you know, everybody knows about Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the new version of the game that came out. Uh, a lot of people love it. Uh, mm -hmm. I was a Call of Duty hater. I am born again and love Call of Duty now. And uh, one of the things that... <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that I love about this game is all the new stuff that they're putting in here and there. Uh, now, mm -hmm. they came out with Warzone. Uh, it was a huge download. I want to say it was like uh, 19 gigs or something like that. It was pretty, a pretty big update. And uh, basically, you were uh, loading up a whole new game. But the cool thing about Warzone, everybody, is and I'm sure that most people know this by now, but I'm going to talk about it anyway, because I like to hear myself talk. Anyway, uh, the thing about Warzone is it's free to play for everybody. And my understanding is it is 100% completely cross-platform. Uh, so it's it's really kind of cool. It's taking that whole uh, Fortnite approach to what they've, you know, what they've accomplished over there with a battle royale. That's what Warzone is. Basically, it's a battle royale. You're in uh, squads of three and they have up to 150 people in that battle royale. Now, what I've heard through the grapevine is they are mm -hmm. going to be going to 200 players and it's going to be switching over to five man squads, which is really cool because I've always hated the three man squad thing in Apex Legends. The reason why is because you you've always got more than three friends that you play with. I mean, right. general, <laughs> generally you do. And I, I think it's a lot more fun when you have like up up to 10 players. I mean, I would love to see a battle royale come out that had like, uh, you know, 300 people in it and you had 10 man squads. I think that would be awesome. That would be a lot of fun to play. It may be hard to fill them up and you would get some randoms once in a while. But I think, you know you have enough people around you that that play the same games that you do that it could be accomplishable but anyway so let's get back to uh, warzone one of the cool things that they just came out with on this is they now have a solo player mode so you can go into the 150 people battle royale and person battle royale i should say and you can yeah. go solo and you may just get that winner winner chicken dinner so it, it may happen um it's it's really cool my first game i <laughs> I did not expect to do very good at all, but I actually got a kill and I played a couple more rounds and I started getting more kills in the game uh, versus deaths. So I ended up, I believe, with a little bit above a 1.2 something, I think, KDA. So for my first go around, not bad, especially for me, the guy who sucks at freaking FPS games. I mean, I, I, I admit it. I suck at these games. I'm only, you know, moderately good. So I'm not like at some of these guys levels where we watch them play and they get like 124 kills in a game. I, I was there. I seen it happen. It was insane. Um, but yeah, so it's a really cool part of the game that they've added. I love the fact that it's free to play for everybody and it's cross platform. So guys get in there, have some fun, play some Warzone. It is a lot of fun. It is a huge, enormous map. I mean, the scope of this map is crazy. So 
just go nuts, man. Have fun. Have a good time. I recommend it 100%. Yeah, sounds really good. And when did that start, that game mode? Uh, that started, what, I want to say it's, oh, no, not that long. I don't think it's oh. been that long at all. It's maybe been a couple of weeks. But okay, I think because I've just uh, been hearing a lot of talk about it. So I just I guess it's been a long couple of weeks. Though. Oh, there were some leaks. There were some leaks that came out uh, before it happened okay. and uh, some footage that came out. But I think the solo mode just happened um, uh, recently within the last few days. So, yes, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's really fucking cool, man. I love it 100 percent. I think everybody should give it a go and, and check it out. Sweet. Mm-hmm. I might actually check that out, too. Right on. Um, so what news did you have since you <laughs> since, <laughs> since you want to talk? <laughs> since I want to talk. Well, uh, there is a, uh, a thing that came on. Um, I didn't really know about mm-hmm. this, but I just came across this story uh, about the Steam Game Festival. Um, and apparently uh, this is returning tomorrow. It's called the Spring Edition, and it's from March 18th through March 23rd, uh, 2020, obviously. And they're going to have demos for more than 40 new games uh, at this uh, Steam Game Festival. So it's really cool. Uh, basically, you know, the uh, what is it? The Gaming Developers uh, Conference? that was yeah. uh, canceled recently. Um, yeah, that was like, yeah. that was huge for indie gamers. And they, they rely on a lot of these smaller uh, uh, showcases to uh, get their stuff out there and get people talking about it. And basically, so um, steam went ahead and they put together uh, the steam game festival spring edition. And that is to help these guys that are missing out on on their chance to to show what they have with their independent games. So I think it's a really cool thing. Uh, Steam has always been a big provider of indie games anyway. Um, A lot of the crazy name games that a a lot of people have never heard of that you and I play on occasion. Um, Steam is heading those up and that'll that'll actually bring me into uh, one of my other stories here coming up. But uh um, this is going to be uh, a lot longer than the normal one. In the past, they've had their festivals. Uh, I'm sorry, their first festival was only 48 hours. So uh, this one is actually going to be, uh, I believe it's going to be 72. And um, so it's going to be a, a lot. Well, obviously, or no, longer than that. It's the 18th through the 23rd. So it's longer than 48 hours. It's longer than two days. That's five days, right? Yeah. Right. So you're getting five days of uh, of of uh, access to these um, these demos, these indie demos. So, yeah, man, it's really cool. There's I, I don't see a list of the uh, of the uh, games that they're going to be playing. Um, they just put out. I was on Steam earlier and I was looking at a game that I was interested in playing. And so I decided I wanted to talk about it because it looks really crazy cool. But uh, yeah, so. Uh, kudos to steam for doing this um i think it's really cool uh the first one that they ever had took place on december of 2019 okay that's what i was looking for and it gave it gave people the their first time look at game demos uh and that was only for about a dozen games now this one they're having 40 games that are featured and i think the reason why they're doing that is because so many of these conferences and these uh uh like e3 
I mean, so many of them are just 100% canceled. I was actually looking forward to going to E3 in June, and I was going to meet a lot of people that I've been playing games with from all over the world, man. Uh, people from the UK were coming over, and uh, it, it was just going to be a lot of fun. So um, because the coronavirus has done what it's done, and it's you know taken a lot of the fun out of everything, and people are stuck inside, which is actually a good thing. It's keeping you safe. Um they're doing this on steam and it's going to be, you know, obviously it's going to be over the internet. So I think it's really cool, man. They're giving people ability to uh, showcase the games that they've created and they're not losing out. And I, I think it's a good thing. It's number one, it's good PR for steam. And number two, it's great for these indie developers who are going to get their games front and center out in people's faces. So that might be something you and I could do maybe for one of our shows is we could go and look at some of these 40 indie games and maybe we can give our opinion on uh, some of the best games that are out there for the indie stuff coming out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that sounds like a cool idea because I was going to say that um, I was planning on going to a lot of events this year too. Um, for example, that St. Louis event that I was going to go to um, got canceled and uh, that was in two weeks. Oh and, yeah. Um, so yeah, like I was planning on going to a lot of events this year and um to actually be able to give some feedback to creators and developers yeah, um, from home is going to be something that we're all going to have to do at the same time and try to, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is I'm not even like making sense right now, but anyway, <laughs> what you I'm are. trying to say is that um, steam is basically the launching board or platform for all indie developers. Um, yeah. For if you've ever played of them. Yeah. Yeah, if you've ever ever played like a really big indie game on Xbox or PS4 or anything, really, it was most likely on Steam about six months before or a year. <laughs> and that's where it got all of the attention, you know. So Steam already is a really good platform for indie developers. So it's cool that they're kind of, I you know what, I would say that they're giving back, but they are giving an opportunity. Um, they may be actually having these developers pay for these slots. I don't know, but they are at least giving the opportunity for these developers to be featured, you know? Yeah. I think it's so, great. Yeah. It's a great move on their part. It shows their actual, uh, it shows a lot of people, their actual commitment to the indie game industry. And I, I think that steam has been number one on the forefront of that, of putting indie games out there. And a lot of people have to admit that's where some of our greatest games have come from, man. Some of our most memorable right. games have come from indie developers who, who then went on to help create bigger games that we all know and love. So yeah, I think this is a really cool thing that they're doing. Yeah. I think steam only really can understand that because um, they're owned by valve and valve used yes. to be that cool indie developer. So used to be yeah um, <laughs> yeah now they're owning steam they're a lot bigger and they have a lot more money to flex so yeah, you kind of expect yeah. more from them but at the time uh they were this developer that was making games that were really intelligent mm -hmm. and you respected the craft of what they did not really the budget or the name attached to it so yeah um I think they understand how it comes down to the actual content of the game, mm -hmm. not the presentation. And um, I think that's how they actually can relate with these smaller indie companies that are trying to just get their games off the ground, you know? So that's really cool on their part. 
Yeah, it so, is. It is. Yeah, I'll check that out. Yeah, I'm going to be definitely looking at that. I think that's something that we can both schedule and maybe uh, I, I think give some reviews on some good indie games because people a lot of times get stuck in the same game. They get bored and they don't want to play anymore. And I encourage gaming so much, man, because I think it does it does help a lot of people and it it brings a lot of joy to people. It's me, especially, you know, I laugh a lot of the times when I'm playing these games. I do get triggered sometimes, but most of the time I'm laughing. I'm having a good time. And a lot of it is coming from some of these indie games that just crack me up all to hell so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna definitely get in there and play some of them and i'll give my reviews of them and uh hopefully uh people will get into these indie games that are coming out uh, another story that i found uh it, <laughs> actually i was i was seeing a lot of uh <laughs> a lot of people talking about the new xbox series x and they were saying that you know it looks like a trash can um, I think the onion came out and said it looked like a, a, a freaking um, huge building skyscraper. And there's a <laughs> meme out there that says it looks like a bazooka. Um, there's all sorts of things out there that talk about this, the way the Xbox Series X looks. So Xbox, Microsoft or Xbox itself uh, from Twitter came out with a tweet <laughs> and they have this picture of the xbox series x with a controller in front of it and a black refrigerator sitting next to it and it says fridge for scale hashtag power your dreams and it shows how you know their fridge's height is about six seventy inches and the average height for a refrigerator ranges anywhere between 67 to 70 inches um the xbox series x everybody only stands at 11.85 inches tall so you're not going to be able to tell anybody that it's a fridge. It would probably hold a 16 ounce Coke. And that's really about it. Um, <laughs> so you know it would be really cool if Microsoft came out with a fridge, the size of the series X. Yeah. And you could put it right by your series X. <laughs> yeah. And you'd be like, Oh, I was trying to put my drink in my actual Xbox. <laughs> and, and they made some other, comp- <laughs> that's actually very fucking funny, dude. I really wish they would make one now, but go ahead. But I love the fact that they tweeted this picture out. You know what I'm saying? And they tweeted it next to a refrigerator. And it's funny because if you look at just the Xbox and the uh, controller wasn't there and it was just sitting there and they put like a uh, like a uh, fucking what is it? Uh, what's the company for fridges? Amana or something, you know, and they. <laughs> They put that logo on it. You would think it was a fridge at first glance, you know, because uh, the the disk drive looks like a freaking door handle. I mean, it's just right there on the front and the little yeah. X in the corner looks like it could be a GE symbol. So, you know, yeah, it, it, you could probably pull it off if you wanted to fake a picture. But they did have a couple of other comparisons, which I, I thought was kind of cool because everybody says that it's a giant, that it's huge compared to. Uh, every other console that they've made, which is in fact true. But if you lay it down vertically, like it's supposed to be, you can either stand it uh, or I'm sorry, stand it vertical, or you can lay it down horizontal. Um, the, it, it measures at, it says here that it stands at 2.4 inches and the PS pro stands at 2.17 inches. So 
I don't think that because we don't have any real comparison for the PlayStation <laughs> 5. I don't think that the PlayStation right. 5 is going to be much smaller than this. I actually think that both companies are going to be jacking up the size because of the power and the performance that these things are going to be able to create. They need the room. They need to be able to stay cool, you know, et cetera. So I, I think that it's not going to be much of a comparison so that once people actually get these Xbox Series X's into their homes and they're playing with them and it becomes a part of their, you know, entertainment center, they're really not going to notice the size of this thing after some time. So, yeah. I don't even think it looks that big, so. No, it doesn't to me. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to it. I absolutely want to buy one. Um, I'm actually putting a jar together so I can save some and uh, get it. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's, I think people who don't own PCs think it's really big. But when you have a yes. PC, it just looks yeah. like a mini PC. So It, it looks like, actually, it's it smaller than a mini tower. Yeah. And and yeah. it's it's kind of funny, though. I just thought it was really cool that Microsoft came out with this tweet, uh, Xbox, and uh, they gave a comparison with a picture to uh, it, it even says on the on the picture of the new Xbox Series X in parentheses above above below that in little text fridge for scale. <laughs> that is really cool, man. It's great it's idea. Funny. that It's a great marketing technique because they're like, you know, basically saying, shut the fuck up. This is how big it is. So get over it, you know. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was kind of cool, man. Um, yeah, let me let me chime in since you're talking about the Series X. I do yeah. have one story on that. Did you. So they had that whole big announcement where it shows you every piece to the Series X. You can go look up on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. You can see the total construction of the Series X. It's very detailed. And it's hilarious because of how little we know about the PlayStation 5. We know actually absolutely everything about the Xbox Series X by now. Um, sadly, though, the main thing that I took away from it was that somehow, I don't know how in God's name this still is happening. I'm hoping that there's a, maybe we should start a hashtag on Twitter about this to get Microsoft to change this, but somehow the series X is still going to have a controller that takes double A's. Like the PlayStation has had a chargeable controller since the PS three and Nintendo already has rechargeable controllers with the pro controller for the switch. I mean, I don't understand why the series X is not going to have a rechargeable controller. It's probably going to have a USB-C on it, but it's still going to take double A's. And it's like, it feels like we're a decade behind with that technology. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like, and the, the, here's the thing is they could either release a $60 controller that is rechargeable. And there's like a $50 version that doesn't have a battery pack in it that you have to use double A's. Yeah. I'd be fine with that too, because I understand there are a few people out there that prefer batteries because they can just switch them out real fast. But I mean, economically, it's not great having yeah. to keep purchasing batteries. Um, it's just annoying, but it, it's crazy that you have to buy a pro Xbox controller to get a rechargeable battery and not just any pro you have to buy. I think the series two, I think you have to get the series two elite controller to get a rechargeable Xbox Microsoft official controller without buying a third party. You get what I'm saying? And thus my argument for wired controllers. <laughs> so your, so your <laughs> is, argument is for validated. wired controllers. I like, 
Yeah, I like it being wireless just because I have cats and wired controllers would not survive at all with cats. Ah, uh, but I've trained um, mine. Mine chew up my headphones all the time. It annoys me the fuck out. Anyway. Actually, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been through a lot of really good headphones too quickly because of them. But um, yeah, like it just feels like a decade behind. Um, yeah. I, I guess I'll. I'll see if there's already an existing hashtag for it, but I mean, if not, I guess we should start one because it's it's pretty annoying and there's no, it's pretty embarrassing because it's one of the bigger jokes of towards Xbox that PlayStation has always had and I always felt like, okay, they missed a generation. They, for some reason, didn't think they needed it and I don't know why, but they didn't think they needed it and to miss it another generation would be so disappointing and... um that just makes it feel lazy. Like the controller already looks a lot like the Xbox one controller with like two differences. It has that extra button in the center and it's D pad has changed. That's it though. Um, it'd be great to say that it also had a rechargeable battery in it, but it doesn't. So it only has two differences and I do like the Xbox controller a lot. It's still my favorite controller, but at the same time, it's, it's just embarrassing that they're like a decade behind Sony's technology of rechargeable controllers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's more than a decade. I think well, it's it, like it 2009. Almost, it almost <laughs> appears like they've, they've said, look, you know, our controllers are good enough. What we're concerned with is the, you know, the console itself. It's like they put more of it into the console th- this time around than they have just the controllers. You know what I mean? Yeah. And which in a way is good, but at the same time, like you're saying, it's it's not good because having a rechargeable rechargeable controller is a huge selling point. The PlayStation Three came out in 06, so they're four. They're going to be almost 15 years behind. Yeah, because it's going to yeah. come out holiday to 2020, which would be almost 21. It's going to be 15 years behind a technology that Sony has already adopted. That's crazy. I mean. Oh, six. Um, I think the Xbox came out. The first Xbox came out in like 2000 or 2001. Right. So we're talking about PlayStation's almost been doing it as long as Xbox has existed. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. OK, well. God, that's just annoying. That's all I had. You can go ahead. And go on. <laughs> uh, well, there's one last thing that I wanted to talk about. I uh, like I was talking about with Steam and their whole uh their whole game festival thing where they they're going to be promoting a lot of the indie, um, the indie, uh, games. I was looking at one that it it just kind of, it kind of caught my eye. Cause you know, I've seen games like the long dark and, you know, um, I think maybe that's why it came to my mind when I saw this, uh, this title called the longing and I clicked on it and this game, uh, actually takes okay what you are is you're kind of like a uh you look like um you look like a golem basically you look like this guy who lives yeah. in the dark and he's got big huge eyes and etc uh cartoony kind of character the artwork kind of reminds me of jrr tolkien uh lord of the rings books um it kind of reminds me of that in the elf quest comic series uh if anybody knows what that is you'll totally understand the the artwork type in this game. Um, but the longing, you play this character and you have to 
awake your giant stone king in 400 days. Um, it starts out with the game where your king ends up going to sleep and then a real time counter starts. Now you have 400 real time days where you're in a dark cave system that you can get lost in, um, that you can explore. And what you do with that time is entirely up to you. It takes you real time. Now, there is a way to push ahead and speed ahead in the game. Um, you can decorate the cave, your home um, with things that you find. You can collect books and read the books. You can you can either read them with your character in real time or you can set it to where he reads them for you. And it, it only moves it forward a few seconds here and there. Um you can also light fires with coals, coal that you find, and that can help you speed up time. Uh, now, one of the things that I found confusing is there was one person that was talking about it, and it was like, you know, I'm a little over a week in, and I'm, I'm on day 395. And I'm like, how did you do it so fast? It counts backwards. So this guy was only on <laughs> five days, oh and he was a week in. And it, it literally, there's nothing to do in this game except explore here and there. And the only way you can explore certain areas is if you wait for the moss to grow, it'll tell you this moss will grow uh, uh, enough in the next three days to where you can climb it and go to this next spot to explore. So you have to wait three actual days to be able to jump on and go get a tool you need or find a chest or whatever this game has in it. Um, I watched some of the uh, gameplay on YouTube uh, from the launch trailer. It looks really cool, man. I'm actually going to download this game. It costs 15 bucks and I am going to download this game and I'm going to I'm going to stream it. I'm going to play it and make some YouTube videos of it. And I'm going to try to get in there like at least a half an hour to an hour every day. So I have this little kind of yeah. thing thing going on, you know, this whole progression of it. And I think it would be really, really neat to see how it how it time passes in it it's you know the thing about the fires when i said you can light the fires and it can make time go forward the cool thing about this game is that the fires go out and if the fire goes out you lose your time bonus so you would have to be on there 24 7 stoking the fires reading books doing all this in order to get any kind of cheat out of it and it will not let you do that so that's the thing that i love about it um one of the things that i read is that uh um, some people were thinking about, okay, well, I can go ahead and I can speed up my computer clock. No, if you do that, the game knows it and it puts you in a dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So it's really kind of cool, but it's kind of this funky old school artwork that. Yeah, I'm it, looking at it. It looks yeah, like the artwork that you would see in the Lord of the Rings adaptations from like the 70s. Yes. So like. It looks like 70s kind of, um, what do you call it? Not science fiction, uh, fairy tale type uh, artwork. It's got that uh, heavy, dark pencil style and then filled in with color. So, yeah, looks pretty cool. I, but, I mean, I think I would enjoy it, too. It looks like a pretty cool game. But I love the whole idea that it's just uh, the main mechanic is that you wait. You have to wait. It's perfect you for know? the coronavirus. <laughs> it's a time killer. <laughs> they should make a game that is exactly for. How many days long is this? 
400. 400? Oh my God. They should make one that's 14 days long. And when you're done beating it, you've, you know, gotten over the coronavirus. What I think is cool, though, is I don't think it's that easy to get away from this game. And because you have curiosity, because you want to know what's in those next caves, you want to know what's in that next curve, you know, around that next corner. But you have to wait to find out. And I I just it, it looks really cool to me. So I'm for sure downloading it. I've actually already got it started on Steam. And uh, yeah, I'm going to start playing it. And I'll definitely do a review of what I uh, what I think about it. I'll probably be like, God damn, I wish this game would end. But I'm going to wait about a month and get about 30 days into it. And I'm going to do a review on it. I'm really looking forward to this game. It's kind of cool that you can go check and see if anything has progressed each day. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's really cool because it's, it's got this mechanic that you don't see too much, but at the same time, it has a simplicity to its art style that makes that mechanic make sense. Yes, it does. That's pretty cool. Yes, it does. I think these guys are going to do really well on this game. I think a lot of people are going to enjoy it as far as one they could just jump into and take a break from the other crap that they've been doing. You know, with me, it'd be Wandered Warfare and, you know, (laughs) take a take a little bit of a break, you know, and uh, and, you know, do something different. So, yeah, I'm actually looking forward to it. But that's uh, that's pretty much all I've got, man. Cool. Um, The only two things I have left to talk about is. um, well, they're both about uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh, the first being that it's getting really good reviews right now. Um, yeah. It comes out on the 20th. So these are all people that are getting advanced copies. So yes. I'm guessing the embargo is up. <laughs> so um, people are really <laughs> saying that this is probably. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, I'm just laughing, laughing at what you said. I guess the embargo is up. There's an embargo on um, review embargo, the yeah. review embargo, so that you can actually talk about a game. Um, so, <laughs> so they're actually posting re- reviews of the game, and everyone's being really positive. Some people are saying it's probably going to be the best game of the year. Um, judging by its pre-sale numbers, it's probably going to be one of the best-selling games of the year. Um, so this is looking like it's probably going to be the year of Animal Crossing, basically because the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X are not out yet. So we're still in the era where the Switch is dominating in sales. So being that Animal Crossing is probably the biggest title going to be on the Switch in 2020, it's it's without a doubt probably going to be the most successful game of the year, in addition to the fact that it's actually getting positive reviews. If it was just a ho-hum game then mm-hmm. probably not so but this game is actually getting some really good reviews which is saying a lot because there's really two animal crossing games that people always will say is either this one's the best or this one's the best and it's being the the gamecube one and new leaf which was on the 3ds so if this combines and the problem with with new leaf was it was only on the 3ds and you couldn't play it on a like a big screen or something like you could the GameCube game. So basically people have been just begging for a combination of the mechanics of new leaf mixed with the fact that you could play it on the TV of the GameCube game. So even if this was just that, I think people would be happy, but I think it's that plus a lot more stuff. And that's what's making people go crazy about it. So um, if you don't understand the hype about um, animal crossing, 
Um, I don't blame you. It's got kind of its own fan base, um, but it also is a very easy game to get into because a lot of games have copied its style. So a lot of farming simulator games, a lot of um, kind of home design slash anything that has to do with like basically creating your own little world (laughs) takes a lot from Animal Crossing because you're either taking stuff from The Sims or you're taking stuff from Animal Crossing. And Animal Crossing has a lot of the farming stuff down. And it's it's just kind of the grandfather of a lot of other games that you probably have played, even if it was on like Facebook or something. Mm-hmm. You know, even something like Farmville has taken from Animal Crossing. Um, so this game is going to be finally a new generation of Animal Crossing because... They've they've released some flops in the series that were like not a true Animal Crossing game. So this what I'm basically saying is this is a game that people have been waiting for almost 20 years. So it's like a true sequel to the GameCube game, probably. And that's why people are going so crazy is if you don't understand that, because if you go online and search Animal Crossing, you'll see tons of titles in the series. And you'd be yeah. like. Oh, so it's just another Animal Crossing game. But the thing is, it really isn't because it is trying to be the true sequel to the GameCube title. And um, I think that's why people are freaking out. So, um, mm. well, I'll, I really want to get it and I hope to do a review on it when I play it. Um, it's one of the titles on the Switch that I'm actually looking forward to this year. Um, it is definitely going to be a good time killer. So we're talking about coronavirus time killers this game is a time killer um but in addition to that there is also a special edition system that we talked about a couple of weeks ago where there's an exclusive switch dock that is animal crossing themed and those are already getting uh sold for double their list price on ebay basically and we're talking about the fact that this game hasn't even released yet but the console itself doesn't come with the game so the console's have been sold. I think they've been sold before their release date, to be honest, because there's listings on eBay from before it was even probably allowed to be sold. And it's just crazy. Cause you're seeing people with like stacks of them. <laughs> like they've just invested everything they have to sell all of these animal crossing systems at double. And it's really crazy. And it sucks for the people that wanted to just get one <laughs> And they can't even get one because they've already been all scalped up. And um, you'll see some crazy listings on eBay. Like there's people selling them separately. Like you can just buy the tablet or you can just buy the Joy-Cons or you can just buy the dock. And what's really crazy is that really makes you think about what if they just sold the stuff separately to start with? Like I think there's some people that don't want to buy a new Switch I think they'd be happy just buying a themed dock. So I think um, Nintendo should think about actually doing that, selling themed docks so that people don't have to buy whole new switches just to get an Animal Crossing kind of feature on it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's 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 disgusting when you see a $300 console sold for 600 on eBay. But at the same time, I'm just letting you know, like if you can get your hands on one, do so because this is this is a hot hot item because its fan base is so crazy <laughs> so um if you can find one like i know that um there's some places in town that have them still and they are 
limiting them to like one per customer. So um, if you can find one, um, try to go to, I believe Walmart and GameStop at least are both limiting customers purchases because there's been an influx of how many people have been purchasing, you know, 10 to 20 of them. So uh, those are good places. I know you can probably get one. So if you are looking for one, just check those two stores out. Um, but that's really all I had in news bulletins because everything else has to do with cancellations and crunch time. And <laughs> to really talk about it, like to put it in perspective, since I guess we're getting moving, segueing into our topic about the coronavirus, to put it in perspective, um, there's there's just so many industries that are closed down and there's so many places that everyone has to work from home and um i just got a push notification from uh amc (laughs) today that said that all of their uh theaters were closed down and i have like a membership with amc where i can see Mm -hmm. so many films a week and stuff so it said push notification it says don't worry we've paused your subscription you know, you don't have to be paying for time that you can't go to the theater. And I was like, man, that sucks that they're completely closed because about four days ago, we just got an email that mm-hmm. said that AMCs were limiting how many s- tickets they were selling. It was yeah. saying that they were selling, they were going to make sure that the theaters were only half full and they were going to only show so many shows a day, like four or something. It was crazy. Like they're limiting it to almost nothing, but they were still open. Within four days, it changed to complete closure. So that's crazy because those are, I don't know what those employees are doing. I don't know if they can file for unemployment or if they've got some sort of deal with AMC. Because I know that a company like that, that is built off of completely being a place where people gather, are being hurt the most, you know, Um, because I know there's a lot of restaurants that are now only drive through. Um, You can't go in and sit down. I know there's tons of Starbucks that have taken out their furniture so that you don't stay there. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Like, There's just tons of businesses that are trying to adapt to not be a place that people gather at, except for, you know, of course, Walmart. But (laughs) um, it's just crazy to think about because all of these, all of these things are going to have a trickle effect. Like we're already seeing that um, TV shows and movies are getting pushed back, um, their release dates and stuff. But at the same time, you're wondering where, when is this going to happen with games? Because games don't require you to go out in public to play, so they can release digitally. But at some point, um, <laughs> this development time for the games is going to be affected by the fact that people can't leave their home or people cannot gather at their place of business or just, you know, just the trickle effect of people are not coming to work in good enough condition to work. Um, a lot of people, like I know Nintendo of America already had like a group of people tested positive for coronavirus. Um, but at the same time, it's going to have a trickle effect where months from now we're going to see just all this stuff. I don't know if it's all going to just release at once. <laughs> like this is all under the assumption that the coronavirus only lasts a few months, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, we've heard that um, I, I think it was Trump said a couple of days ago that he thought it was going to last to July or something, which is a crazy statement. Um, I sure hope not. 
Because then at that if if that's true, then there's gonna be tons of bankrupt businesses. Cause there's tons of businesses that cannot survive till July with no income, you know? So I I really don't know what the shape of the nation's gonna be in June or July, but I I mean it's crazy because we're gonna always look back at this year as the year that like the world imploded, <laughs> you know, and uh, it's just crazy to think about. Do you have any like comments on that? Like, I, dude, I'm sitting back and watching all this stuff, and it's, you know, I I'm gonna admit at first I thought it, people were crazy and it was stupid and people were being you know, paranoid and everything else, but you know, it's starting to, it really is seriously starting to look like the possibility that this is the, the plague of our time. Um, you know, I remember when back in the eighties, uh, when, you know, well in the early eighties, when they started teaching us about AIDS and started warning us about it and all this other stuff, nobody really, Nobody really took it seriously. You know what I mean? And they really didn't at first. They made a lot of jokes and stuff like that. But then it turned into where it wasn't a joke. That it was, this was a serious, uh, a serious medical condition that a lot of people were suffering from. And, you know, we eventually, you know, were able to find some sort of a way for people to live with it. There's not really a cure for it, but there's a way for people to live with it. And, what started to bother me, I think the most is how rapidly this thing spreads and how quickly people can just get it. And it's obviously something that's airborne. Um, there's really no, no, no stopping people from getting it necessarily other than, you know, uh, sequestering people to their homes you know, and, and waiting it out a couple of weeks, but nobody is really going to do that. If you think about it, I mean, you would have to have the national guard out in every city in every state, and it's just not going to happen. There's not enough people to do that. Um, you're still going to have some businesses that are open, but I think it's going to be very, it's going to get to a point here soon. where in the next week where it's going to be very limited to, uh, you know, where you're able to go and how late businesses are open, et cetera. Um, you already see fools out there that are taking advantage of people and taking advantage of businesses and trying to, you know, trying to rip them off or whatever, you know, uh, like what in the business that I work in, I've already seen it a couple of times where people are already try, trying to pass fake bills because you're so busy and it's just not working and where they're trying to take advantage of you over the phone. And, you know, we're going to see scams for the elderly that are coming out. But honestly, dude, it's turned into a serious issue. It really has. And uh, I think that people need to be, you know, uh, aware of, you know, how clean their hands are and how healthy they're trying to be. And just, you know, common sense, man. It's uh, yeah, it's it's a bad, bad flu bug that's out there, you know, and it's it's mutating like a bitch. So it's <laughs> it just seems like it, it's it really has gotten to a point where it's a little bit unnerving. Yeah. And that's the thing is I was thinking about the fact that if we ever came back and listened to these episodes, we would laugh at the fact that we um, were ignorant and cocky. Yeah. Yeah. There was some episodes where it'd be like, oh, this coronavirus, 
like, oh, you know what? Like probably the first time we talked about it was when we were talking about Blizzard getting bashed mm-hmm. for um, silencing that one guy who was. And we had to talk about the coronavirus because um, it was a big issue because there was the uprising in China. Yeah. And, and they had already used the face mask as their symbol because of the coronavirus. Yeah. And that was a long time ago. That was like, what, really six was. months ago? Um, <laughs> because it was right before BlizzCon in November. So it was like yeah. October. Yeah. It was a long time ago. And come full circle, like a couple, probably like 20 episodes later, um, we start slowly mentioning it. And then, you know, here's our episode where we seriously talk about the fact that it's super real. Yeah. And it's going to be, I mean, you know, hopefully we can laugh about it in the future, but it's going to be ridiculous that we see like how serious it gets episode after episode. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we hope it doesn't, we were joking last episode about how I would get the coronavirus, which I still think I'm going to be the two of us that gets it. (laughs) Um, I'm but, hoping neither one of us do, dude. In all honesty, I'm hoping neither one of us do, that none of our families come near it. Uh, I just hope that it's I, – I hope that they – I hope that it blows away with the wind, to be honest with you. I, I don't want to see any more people suffer from this thing and die. It's – I mean a respiratory a respiratory illness that comes on suddenly and then takes you in a matter of days because your lungs aren't strong enough is just crazy to me. And I just – yeah, it just it's it's really very it, it, like I said, it's gotten very scary. It's really yeah. has. Um, I'm actually uh, much more diligent than I was um, a week ago, just a week ago, dude, it, it, how fast it has jumped and traveled in a matter of seven days. I am much more diligent about washing, you know, making sure my hands are clean. I mean, I always wash my hands. I work in a in a, you know in a retail store, you're touching boxes all the time. You're you know, the worst thing you're touching is money constantly from right. other people. I so I am constantly cash. washing my hands. Yeah. I am constantly using Germex and making sure that I don't, I don't even touch my food, dude. Unless my hell, I don't even, I don't take a piss unless I wash my hands first. Okay. Right. I, I was I'm telling someone the other day that it. more than ever, you need to not be eating finger foods. Like yeah. even if it's a sandwich, be the dork that's there with the fork and knife eating a sandwich. Eat your Snickers bar with a fork and a knife. Right. Like just be elegant, you know, just play that, it off. Wasn't that a Seinfeld episode? Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Yeah. But yeah, like it's, it's fork and knife time. And I, I, I think it's, I was actually thinking about an invention the other day. Get where out I was your like, fork and knife. <laughs> they need to make a fork that's for traveling so that you can eat everything with a fork. But the fork has like a dispenser at the top that like germexes itself so that you can, you know. No, at this point, dude, your fork you needs can, to like, be able to kill zombies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, no, in, in all seriousness. Yeah, it's it, it, it's a. I mean, I, I personally know people who have family members that have contracted the coronavirus and it's, it, it's not, it's not cool. It's not a joke. It's, it's very scary. And we're talking about elderly people that I, that I know of their family members and it's just not, it's not cool, man. And, uh, I just, I, I, my wish and my hope is that it's going to go away, that everybody's going to be safe and, uh, 
that it's not something that we're going to have to look on in history. You know what I mean? That it's not that tragic. I, yeah, I mean, it's already tragic. We've lost a lot of people because of this, this virus. And, uh, yeah. right. But by far, we don't want it to be the, we don't want it to biggest, be the black plague. We don't want it to be the biggest killer, you know? Yes. Yeah. Like, of our country's history. We don't want it to be there, you know, no, currently it's still sitting at the lower tier of that. But once it starts getting over a hundred, then it's going to be pretty crazy, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's getting very close to that at this point in the United States alone. As of today, last number Uh, I heard was like 50 something. Yeah. And that was yesterday. And I believe it has grown since then. Um, I don't have the exact numbers. I, I, that's something we probably should have done as responsible people who <laughs> deliver the newest news. Right. But in three days, it's going to be inaccurate anyway. U.S. So death it doesn't toll. matter. <laughs> Coronavirus. But as, as but as we're speaking, and that'll put it in perspective. Um, yeah, it is over 100. That was three hours ago. Uh, just so reached it's doubled 100. in a day. Jesus yeah. Christ. It, it, that is fucking scary, dude. Um, actually, four hours ago, USA Today, 108 U.S. deaths. Um, that's freaking scary, dude. That is absolutely scary with over 6,000 cases. Okay. Now, worldwide, it's 198,255 cases with almost 8,000 deaths. That's That's like... That's like 5%, dude. That's close to 5% of that. That's a pretty big percentage of yeah. people who can track the coronavirus. And it, the bottom line is, guys, that in my personal opinion, and I could be wrong, is if if your, your, your government or your country or your state or your city tells you to stay inside, stay the fuck inside, man. Be healthy. Be with your family another year. Be able to celebrate that birthday next year. Be able to, you know, see your kid the next day. Don't don't fucking be stupid and think that you're going to, you know, I, off, I I thought about that today because I push myself a lot when it comes to work and I push myself hard and I come home hunched over, uh, can barely bend my knees. I'm not lying. I mean, I, I put myself through the ringer. Well, for this, I'm not going to do it. Um, you know, with this kind of a thing hopping around there, I am doing my job, but I'm doing it at a pace that I know that I'm still going to be able to survive and be healthy. And, uh, yeah, man, we've got, uh, it's crazy. That is crazy, dude. 6,400 confirmed cases with 108 dead. That's, that's insane. And that's just now while we're recording, when this comes out the next couple of days, it's probably going to be double that. Yeah, and the thing is, the confirmed cases is very inaccurate because um, that percentage it seems really high of deaths because That's there's so many people that state. can right, but there's so many people that can get over it because yes. they're younger and their uh, immune systems are strong enough. Yeah, and they would never even know they had it, and instead they were just a vessel for it getting to someone else that actually got confirmed. Yes. And I think that's the scariest thing is there's all these people that probably just think they have a cold (laughs) and they actually have the coronavirus. Right. And uh, that's what's, that's, what's crazy is there's a lot of people that are just vessels right now, you know? 
you're right. You're absolutely right. That is that is really scary. And like I said, you know, I even though I work in retail, I try to limit uh, the amount of touching <laughs> that I do, you know, and uh, I used to get pissed off when people <laughs> would set their money on the counter. I welcome it now. OK, I welcome I was, it. And, I was and, joking. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, but I I just make sure, you know, I don't touch my eyes, my ears, my nose or my mouth, you know, until I've washed my hands or I've I've freaking, you know, uh, germexed from here to hell. You know, I just I don't play with it. It's you know, I mm -hmm. I've had pneumonia before. And my biggest fear is catching this coronavirus, which it is a respiratory virus um, that it would bring back pneumonia. And, you know, that's the last thing that I want. I mean, because from my understanding is once you catch pneumonia, you can catch it again and it could be worse. Right. So that's the last thing I want. And, you know, I, you know, I'm not going to joke about it ever again about the coronavirus. I'm not going to make fun of it. I'm not going to tell people that they're being over, you know, yes, buying 500 bundles of toilet paper. You're not going to shit that much. And guess what? You come to my store. There's no refunds. It's not going to happen. You can't bring it back for store credit. It's your butt wipe. Wipe with it. That's how I look at it. Because <laughs> Did you see uh, that stuff about people saying they found the coronavirus in, in toilet paper? So everyone suddenly <sighs> wants a refund back their toilet paper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like where I work. One of the things that we've done is, uh, you know, like I was telling you beforehand, is we've instigated the first hour that I opened between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. If we have a majority of senior citizens waiting to get in, they're shopping first. The rest of them are waiting outside. And that's just the bottom line, because these are the people that are more susceptible to this this virus. I keep wanting to say disease, but our elderly with underlying yeah. medical conditions and people that are already sick are the most apt to contract this virus. So we need to do everything that we can to make sure they have everything they need, period. And that's one of the things that my company's doing, man, is we're, we're taking care of the elderly the first hour. If I make sure that they are in and I make sure they know exactly what they can get and where they can get it. And if I think that there's, you know, a shortage of things that uh, people are going to come in and hoard, I'm going to grab that off the shelf at the beginning of my day. And I'm going to make sure that those elderly people that come in that first hour are the first ones to get it. That's just the bottom right. line. That's my small part of what I can do. But that's one of the things that we need to understand. If you're listening to this in the next couple of days, man, no amount of canned vegetables in your cupboard is going to stop you from getting a virus. It's just going to happen. Let's face the facts. This thing is moving so fast. It's obviously airborne. So it's like a cold. It's through the air. It's going to happen. So you're either going to get it or you're not. And, you know, God willing, whatever you pray to, whatever deity it may be, I hope you don't get it. I really do. Um, yeah. But it comes down to we need to be reasonable. We need to be sane. And we need to, number one, be human beings and leave a little bit of something for the next person. Make sure that everybody's taken care of as much as possible. And, uh, you know, that's really what it's all about. So I, I just hate to see all this this hoarding and panicking happening. And I, I wish that people would get back to their basic human decency and start remembering there's other people that need those items, too. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to get all preachy, but it, it no, just bugs good. the shit out of me. No, one of us has to. Um, 
I was just trying to think of ways to clean money because money is one of the worst oh, dude. ways. Of, <clears throat> I mean, you can't say as a government, you can't say also outlawed using physical cash for the next month or something. Oh, there's no. so many people that would be like, oh, I don't have a card or oh, I have no bank account or, oh, I only get paid when non-taxable cash. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sequestered and quarantined in my home and I got a pocket full of coronavirus waiting to go to the club. Right. <laughs> I didn't even think about that since you, since clubs are closed and stuff, yeah. bars are closed and clubs are closed. Uh, yeah. Oh, I bought my bottle. Trust me. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, um, I won't go down that road. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking you could set up a like soap dish on the counter and fill it with Purell and you have to dip the money in it before you hand it to you. And oh then you God. have like you have like a uh a laundry line behind you where you clip up the money and you have a fan How would you clean your register? No, you, 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 you dry oh, them off first. Dry. Oh, I got yeah, you. Yeah, you put them you. up on a clothesline but, and have a fan blow on them. But here's but you the gotta problem watch with it, it so that nobody grabs it. But here's the problem with that, okay? If it's an airborne virus, the next person that gets that money, they cough on it, they spend it. There we go came over so it really doesn't right matter. but it controls it within your i mean within dude, your store we're touching germs from the 50s for fuck's sake when we touch money i mean we're touching people's cocaine for christ's sakes there was a story that came out that a lot of hundred dollar bills and i touch a lot of hundred dollar bills okay that that almost all of them have cocaine on them <laughs> It's just, right. it's, it's just crazy. So I just wonder, I mean, look at our water system for fuck's sake. I mean, how much crap is in the water? If you actually took a glass of your water and had it 100% tested for every known substance that could be in it, I guarantee you that it's going to be around 30% pharmaceutical because that's what our water has in it. It's crazy. I mean, it's disgusting. The stuff that we're around and the stuff we breathe, the stuff we drink, the stuff we touch is covered with all sorts of shit. And there's really no way of getting away from it. And I don't think there's a, enough Purell in the world that could, you know, save us from everything that we come in contact with. I just think as human beings, we we our bodies learn to adapt. We learn to evolve. And eventually... You know, they are going to come up with a uh, something to, you know, some sort of a um, uh, not a cure necessarily, but some sort of a uh, uh, antivirus for this, you know, some sort of a shot that you take like a flu shot. And it's going to go ahead and it's going to nip it in the bud. But that may not necessarily be true with the way that this thing mutates. But at the same time, you know, there's there's just no way to get away from all the crap that's out there is my point. There really isn't. I mean, it's just, it's constantly going. It's constantly rotating. It's a revolving door and it doesn't matter how much we clean or what we do. There's always a chance of some sort of susceptibility to it. Right. And I was telling you before the show that the worst case scenario, um, as far as population goes, is that 10 years from now, this has not been solved. And oh God. everyone, everyone just gets the coronavirus and it's like the flu and there's coronavirus season. And, People just know that once you get to a certain age, you won't survive it. <laughs> and in that world, the life expectancy is just lower. So, yeah. and the thing yeah. is, I mean, that's a very real thing that could happen is that 
um, we'll look back and be like, it's crazy to think back in the 1800s, people could live to be that old or the 1900s, people could live yeah. to be that old. Yeah. And you maybe you'd right. be like, yeah. And you'd be like, yeah, well in the, in the 2030s, you know, like no one lives past uh, 60 or something. Yeah. Once you <laughs> hit you just 60, like, you got a chance of getting coronavirus. Yeah. It's just, I, I don't know. Mm. I really hope it doesn't come to that, but that's like the serious worst case scenario. It's scary to and, think of. And the funny part is at that point in time, there'd be no one as scared about it. The scary thing right now is there's so many people that are really susceptible to it. But in a world where there wouldn't be anyone susceptible to like death, mm -hmm. um, th there wouldn't be as big of a fear. I know that sounds really insulting well, to say, we would just but become accustomed it's like it's not as it. taboo. That's what I'm saying. It wouldn't be as taboo. Because well, you just at, be accustomed to it, you know. Well, look at look at uh, look at HIV, dude. I mean, there's mm -hmm. there's we see commercials all the time now about you know prep, step up and prep up. You know, there's that commercial um, where people are able to, you know, that don't have it are able to take a pill that keeps it to where you know, yeah, if I end up do getting it, I can live with it. It it's it's just it's gotten to that point with that to where. We don't even think about, I mean, think about it. People don't really even think about HIV anymore. They really don't because there's so much stuff that you can take the cocktail. If you get AIDS, full-blown AIDS that could still very well save your life. Their percentages are extremely high from what I understand. So now you're able to prep for it to where, you know, yeah, I, you know, you, you're living that lifestyle and I'm not bashing that at all. I, I, could care less who you love is who you love. I think it's a wonderful thing, man. It makes everybody feel great, but there's this disease out there that we don't really think about. Like we used to back in the, even the late eighties, early nineties, how it was so taboo, dude. And it was so in your face and people were like, you get it. You're dead. Period. That's all there is to it. Now it's not. They just found a way for you to live with it. And this could very well be that same kind of thing where, you know, uh, every year you get a shot, just like the flu, like you were saying, and that stops you from getting the coronavirus. Or you may end up getting the coronavirus, but you don't die from it. You know what I mean? And it's, yeah, it's, I get that. it's, 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 I think that over time, like those long periods of time, because with HIV, it's been what, 40 years? And we get yeah. to this point where we're desensitized to it. And I think that's what happens. And I think that's the same thing that happened with HIV. HIV is still a very serious, serious disease that happens. Uh, and it's a horrible disease when it goes into full-blown AIDS. It's absolutely horrible to the person that it that it hits and their families and everything. But they, we've been desensitized to it because we've been led to believe that there's a way to live with it. Right. So, yeah, I don't really know. It's it's crazy because the way that it's being handled right now, the coronavirus yeah. at least, is that we're trying to nip it in its bud and, like, destroy it before yeah. it gets, you know, everyone. It's, it's like, why are they going after this thing so hardcore? Like, we should be that freaking scared of it when, when they acted like it wasn't a big deal. And now right. all of a sudden it's a big fucking deal. Like it should have been this big of a deal when it was in China. I remember exactly. seeing stuff about it and I was thinking like, why isn't this a big deal? Or like, is this a real thing? Because no one talked about it. Yeah. And that, yeah, I'm not going to go into conspiracy theories about that. I but am. 
Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. But the thing is, I always wonder why it wasn't a bigger deal when it was in China to America. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, absolutely. I understand as a country, we don't care about other countries like at all. We're really bad about that. But like, this was something that seemed a disease. Everyone, it doesn't take like a genius to know that it would, you know, move, <laughs> you know? You know, even uh, uh, this is funny because I just read this, dude. I just read this from USA Today. Where the coronavirus U.S. deaths soar past 100. Even Kevin Durant, bro, pro basketball player, has tested positive for the coronavirus. That's freaking yeah. crazy, dude. That's like a celebrity all of a sudden. Somebody that everybody knows who tests positive for it. It, it, and who did he come into contact with? See, it, it, the whole thing with me is it, it doesn't matter about traveling. It doesn't matter about going to stores. It's, it's, to me, it feels like it's out there in the air. And if that shit blows your way, you got a chance of getting it, or you have a chance that you may not. Oh, there were four, there were four nets on that team. New, uh, the Brooklyn nets that, uh, Tested positive. Wow. That's crazy, dude. So, I mean, that's that's just kind of a in-your-face thing that says, look, guys, you know, this isn't a joke. It's, it's, it is what it is. It's happening. And I think that by the time we air this episode, that we're going to see a big jump, dude, in the uh, number of cases. Like you said, the number should be way higher. I, I, I honestly agree with that. And, uh, you know, obviously they can't lie about the number of deaths because if you die from coronavirus, you die from coronavirus. That's just the way it is. But it's now a pandemic, dude. That was a word that I was actually very afraid of a long time ago. And now that I'm seeing it in a lot of every basically every news story about the coronavirus, you're seeing pandemic. It, it is it is quite frightening, man. It really is. I. <sighs> You know, all I want, dude, is I wish everybody who's listening and everybody that I know um, that everybody's safe, you know, and just take care of yourselves. Try to stay as healthy as possible, man. And uh, I attribute my fact that I haven't been sick in a year to Sunny Delight. And I'm not going to lie, dude. I drink a shit ton of Sunny Delight. Vitamin C. (laughs) (laughs) And I hate lying, dude. I drink it like it's fucking water. It's actually I hard probably, to find now. It's uh, pretty, oh, it's no. pretty clear off the of shelves. Dollar General. Yeah. They now have a strawberry orange. Still has vitamin C. Get it, drink it, kill it. That's my new thing for the coronavirus. Get it, drink it, kill it. Okay. Did you want to go into your... Because I, I didn't really want to oh. talk about it much more. I guess the, the main thing that I didn't really get to that seems to make sense for our podcast is talking about how it'll affect studios and stuff. But the thing is we really can't really get a good idea of the scope of that. Like, cause we don't even know how long this crisis is going to last. Well, the if main thing la- is go ahead. The thing is it affects the future, even if it stopped tomorrow. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And if it goes to June <laughs> or if it lasts a yeah. year, um, I have no idea like where, where we will be like, that's just way beyond my, well, one of the things that imagination. I, I mean, this is, this is kind of the thing because people are looking at, uh, it, you know, 
obviously this has led to lockdowns. A lot of people have gone into self-isolation because they don't want to catch coronavirus or they don't want to spread it. Um, a lot of responsible people that did some traveling to some places that may have been you know, in that realm of where the coronavirus was, whether they traveled to Asia or whatever, um, a lot of people that have done that have taken it upon themselves to either uh, – you know, have themselves in a lockdown at a uh, uh, in a hospital or in their own homes, which I I feel is extremely responsible. And I thank people for doing that. If you you know, if you have traveled to these areas and you feel like, you know, there is a possibility that you may be carrying it, then, yeah, stay in your home, you know, and keep everybody safe. And for those of you that are doing that, I applaud you. And I think that's a, a really responsible and a brave thing to do. Um but one of the th positive notes out of that, and I know this is kind of a weird segue, but for me, I think it's kind of a positive thing because we are video gamers. We talk about video gaming a lot, and that's the main, that's the main, uh, uh, you know, crux of what our show is all about. It, it, that's what we're all about, I think, is video game news. And what's cool is Steam. Steam itself has hit a uh, concurrent user peak of near almost twenty million. I mean, they're just like 275,000 short of having 20 million. And that was about, uh, I don't know, 10 hours ago, maybe five hours ago. And the who, people from a, uh, an area that tracks steam. Now they've been on a digital storefront for almost 17 years. So they've been around for a while, but the fact that they hit almost 20 million concurrent players online and Counter uh, uh, CSGO, Counter-Strike Global Offensive, they hit a record of over 1 million concurrent players online. And it really is due to the fact that people are forced to stay home and they've got nothing else to do. So a lot of people are turning to video games to pass the time. And also, and I like to say this because even though I'm a video gamer, they're also turning to board games and family time. And so there is some good that's coming out of this in a way. And I hope that everybody who does, uh, you know, um, put themselves in their homes and quarantines themselves and self-isolation, whatever it is, that I, I hope that they, number one, they stay safe. But at the same time, uh, you know, I like to see that games are a big part of it in order to pass the time. Uh, I've missed that part of life. You know what I'm saying? In, in, in you know, American life where everybody used to play board games and get together and do that kind of thing. So to me, it's, it, it, it's nice that these people that are, you know, staying in their homes or getting together and doing these kind of things. Maybe it sounds corny, but you know, number one, of course, like I said, we hope they're safe. That's the main thing. Everybody stay safe, stay healthy, etc. But uh, yeah, I think it's kind of neat that uh, a lot of people are turning to video games in order to pass the time. Yeah, I think that's that is the silver lining to it because yeah, um, yeah, it's it's just nice to know that there's now a, <laughs> I guess we're fortunate that there's a healthy way to pass the time because you just said board games where board games is where people gather together and cough on yes. each other because that's what you do at a board game you just cough on each other. Well, yeah, um, <laughs> but as long as you keep but, it in your home, I mean. <laughs> Right, but with video games, you could just cough into your mic, and that's a lot safer. <laughs> yeah. No, I understand what you're saying. But, you know, I just, you know, there, there is a little bit of a, 
you know, like you said, a silver lining to it all. So, um, yeah, I, I hope that, uh, I hope this thing passes quickly, man. And, you know, that everybody stays safe. That's my biggest thing. I, my biggest fear is, is, you know, and of course it's especially with everyone that I know, but just the fact that I know people who have people in their family and you too, you do too. And, um, it, it's very scary to know that, you know, you could go in to have something else checked out and come to find out that, you know, you've actually, you, yeah, you are sick and you also have this, you know, and, uh, you know, you're unable to see visitors or you're unable to have your loved ones come over and, you know, um, you know, be with you in that time is, is a lot, is very, very frightening, you know? And, uh, I just, I just, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about it, man. And I just, number one, I wish everybody is safe and I wish you all the best. And I hope that we can all get through this together as human beings and be kind to each other and help who you can help. Um, you know, I'm going to put this out there as a, as a, uh, an example. I had an older gentleman come in. He was obviously in the, in the army. He obviously retired from the army and he still had his camis and he was wearing them and, uh, he had a mask on and he asked me if he could, you know, if I could help him today to find certain items. And so we found them. And then when we did, and he was checking out, he wanted, uh, five separate bags. And I was like, okay, that's not a problem. And, uh, it, he wasn't charging these people, but he found out these elderly people in his neighborhood weren't able to get to the store um, because one, they were afraid to go out and two, they weren't in the best health to be going out. It was just completely understandable with this going around. So he went out and did all their shopping for them and he did it at his own, his own expense and is out of his own pocket. So that's what I'm going to end me with today, dude, is that, you know, that we are still human beings and we need to take care of each other and we need to watch out for our neighbors. And if you know people that may not be able to get out there and get it themselves because of what's happening right now, and this is a crazy time right now, we have to admit that it is absolutely nuts out there in these grocery stores, then you know, help your neighbor, man. If you're able to do it and you're healthy and you know that you're healthy and you, even if you got to leave it on their front freaking porch, man, leave it on their front porch so they can go out and grab it. You know what I mean? And, but it, it doesn't hurt us to help them out in this small moment in time, this small moment in history. So, you know, um, let's, let's do the right thing, man. Let's be kind and let's help people get through this and let's get through it so that tomorrow we can have another good game. You know, anyway, I'm done. No, before I think I start, that's a good before, before I start crying. <laughs> I think that's a good closing <laughs> statement. Um, I think that's really all we have to talk about this week. Um, but yeah, I hope that in the future we can be a very positive escape from coronavirus news. So um, yeah. even if we're not talking about it in the future, don't think that we're not aware of it. <laughs> I just think that, um, I don't want our podcast to like, like, I guess the actual worst case scenario is this is the last year of, you know, everything. <laughs> I don't want to go out burning, uh, talking about the world burning, you know? Yeah. So, um, I want to be those people in Titanic playing violin. So, yeah. 
I mean, we <laughs> think about it, man. As human beings, we've made it through a lot of things in in our time on this planet. We can make it through this, man. And and we can do it together as human beings. That's my point. We we can get out of this. We really can. We just have to be diligent and we have to do the right thing. Yeah. So um yeah, I guess we will um catch y'all next week. Uh really uh stay safe. I, I understand that y'all probably have more of an opportunity than ever to listen to the show. Um so thanks for listening. Um we will <laughs> we'll return. Um <laughs> don't worry about that. We'll be back. And um yeah, just continue to stay safe and uh, keep gaming and uh, just keep up to date on the news, but don't don't dwell on it too much because that's not good for anyone's uh, mental health, I don't think. So, um, yeah, and have fun. Enjoy your time because laughter yeah. does build the immune system and and being joyous does build your immune system, man. Have fun with the people you love and the people you're with and game on, man. Yeah. So. Catch y'all next week. And uh, yeah, I guess stay girthy sounds really inappropriate. <laughs> stay girthy, baby. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs>